Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Welcome back to the Modern Mommy Doc Podcast. Today, we're getting down and dirty with some practical tips on how to be productive and efficient. And anyone who knows me knows that I think I'm kind of this way, like by nature. (laughs) But I know that a lot of people really need actual like written down information or or like bullet point information about how to be this. So this is a moment to grab your notebooks, grab your journals, you can write it down. We are talking today with my guest, Brianne McKenzie from the Get Shit Done. (laughs) And I'm so excited. I'll probably say like ish for the majority of the episode, but we're happy to have you, Brianne. Thank you for being here and for helping moms. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. And I want to remind everybody that I asked Brianne to give us really, really tangible information and tips on how to get organized, be more productive, be more efficient, but that this falls into our larger framework at Modern Mommy Doc. So at Modern Mommy Doc, we talk about our centered life blueprint and about this idea of you really building awareness of yourself, learning how to trust yourself and deciding that you are worthy enough of focusing your time and your energy and your attention on your priorities and the things that are valuable to you in your life that gives you passion, purpose, that energize you versus drain you. But we know we also then have to get ish done (laughs) in our lives. And that part of that is giving it to people to do, right? That our partners and our villages, they could be doing things, our kids, if they're old enough. Part of this is about deciding I'm not going to clutter and contaminate my life with a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter to me. Part of this is about really breaking free from guilt and obligation with the people that we care about in our lives, but that sometimes do drain us to be around or to spend time with. I'm thinking about like in-laws and extended family and people who you love, but that has to be kind of done in just the right way to make it work for everybody. And then there's that other piece. They're like the, you have to do it. You just have to do it. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Those non-negotiables. How do you make yourself the more the most effective possible in the things that kind of only you can do or that you can teach someone else in your family to do. So Brianne, thanks for being here. Tell people about yourself, about who you are, about how your group kind of got all started and then take it away with what you think are some of the most important things people should know if they want to get more organized, efficient, and productive. Well, thank you so much for that, for letting me come and have this conversation because it's so important. And you probably find yourself in situations where you're speaking with moms all the time and kind of everybody 
is united in these kinds of struggles that we we face. And I really just had a passion for sharing the struggles I had and helping moms not to make the same, you know, quote unquote mm-hmm. mistakes. So a little bit about me. I'm a mom of four. My kids are eight years old, all the way down to one. And I am a teacher of students with special needs and my husband's a teacher as well. And we live in the East coast of Canada. And it really was around when I had my third child, I was home on maternity leave. And I found myself just feeling like I would go to bed at the end of every night and think like, what did I even do today? I did. I got nothing done. I got nothing done, but yet I felt exhausted. Like I was run off my feet. I hadn't, I had no time to do any of the things. Mm -hmm. So I was like, going to bed, feeling like that, feeling defeated. And then I'd wake up. I would feel like I'd wake up from the alarm clock of my kids. I would let myself sleep Mm. and then have them wake me up. And I would be triggered from the moment I got up. And it would be finally that, you know, I'd get out of bed and get them their snacks and their their breakfast. And then I would be triggered again because, oh, we got to get everything going. And oh my gosh, look at the dishes and oh, look at the laundry. And, but I need to play with my kids and I need to let Mm. them have a great experience. And I have to, I have this toddler and I have this newborn and what am I going to do? And I just felt myself, I was in the vicious cycle of overwhelm. And I'll chat a little bit about that in a bit, but I said, the only way something is going to be different is if I make a change. And I was, Mm -hmm. I kind of talked to a lot of moms who feel like they've reached this point where they're like, okay, I can't continue to go on this way because it's not helping me. It's not serving me. And I feel miserable. So I kind of reached that point and I realized I can't keep doing things the same way if I want something different to happen. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like started looking at my life and that's when a lot of the things came in that you just mentioned about, you know, societal expectations or Mm -hmm. people in our family that love us and give us loving advice that maybe isn't (laughs) the the greatest advice. Yes. (laughs) Right. And, and we're learning as moms, like sometimes we're new moms or we've experienced, but every, as you know, I'm sure every new child is a new motherhood experience. So we're Mm -hmm. kind of always learning and we're susceptible to a lot of advice and quote unquote support that our family and friends and people Mm -hmm. give us. But sometimes it's just not what we need and people don't necessarily understand what exactly we're going through. So I just started to look at that and I was like, okay, in my mind, I had to have a clean house. I had to have meals all made. I had to have my one-on-one attention with each of my kids. I wanted them on a nap schedule. I wanted to have laundry done. I wanted to have dishes done. But in reality, I knew that is not possible. And Mm -hmm. so really the expectation lied on me. I was putting that expectation in place for myself. And I had to really step back and look and think about in this busy season of life for me, I need to make an adjustment because what is my priority? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, now what I'm speaking to moms about, I can give tangible tips and that's what I'm going to do. But at the end of the day, it really is looking at the season of life we're in and having our expectations align with that and knowing that our season of life isn't forever. And we our motherhood is ebbing and flowing up and down peaks and valleys. And, you know, when we're in the valley, the peak will come and just being Mm -hmm. okay with I'm settling right now in this situation where it's tough but it's okay. And we're going to see the other side. I always say, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I'm in that situation where I have a whole bedroom in my house dedicated to all of the laundry and we're just picking through Mm -hmm. it. When I'm in that season of life, I know, okay, this is actually where I'm at right now and it's okay, but there will be another time where I'm putting laundry away or, you know what I mean? Like our our, um, expectations can, can shift. And once I gave myself the permission of like, okay, 
it doesn't have to be the same all the time because my life mm-hmm. is not the same all the time. Mm-hmm. And my expectation doesn't have to be up here because it's not where my life is right now. I had so much freedom. I would start to go mm-hmm. to bed feeling like, okay, there's promise for tomorrow. I don't have to have the looming expectations on myself that I have had. And that, that was freeing. And so I started to kind of jot down some of the things I've noticed my noticed myself getting into some patterns and habits. And I started jotting those down and it kind of formulated into kind of like this get shit done method that I use Mm -hmm. in two times now. So that's kind of how it started. And I'll share some of the things that I kind of have in that method that I, I, I teach moms every day and how they can wake up in the morning and just feel like these are the things I'm going to do to help myself kind of get my together each day. Yeah. 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 So so before we, before we jump into the tangible tips, I want to piggyback on what you said, because I think that's so powerful and that every single change and tip that we give to moms has to come from a deeper place of like inner awareness and inner acceptance and inner freedom of release from those expectations and of decisions about our values. So two, two things that I want to like bring up there. One, the expectations on moms are incredible. We are expected to be superwomen. There's like this whole kind of like personification of women, like they can do it all. We can, we can clean up the messes. We can schedule. And there's this like badge of honor almost in society that comes from being that person. But that person is exhausted. That person is angry. That person is resentful. That person is much more anxious because you're never, ever like in a resting state you're constantly in a doing state. So I think rethinking as your own individual person, is that the narrative that you want your life to follow? And I know that so much of that is about societal pressures, but I know also that so much of that is that inner voice in your mind that tells you because maybe your parents taught you this, or maybe because, you know, you don't have boundaries with your partner to be able to like put stuff on them to be doing stuff. That is something you actually can control. That is something that you can help shift over time. And then the other thing you said about stages of life, you know, when my kids were really, really little, I would just like shove the laundry like you did like into a room. And then do other things, especially as I was working full time and trying to like start up the modern mommy doc stuff. It's like, I have stuff that's more important than laundry. Like the laundry is not important and the clean house, it can kind of wait, you know, like I want it to be as minimalistic as possible, but it can wait. The other day, my kids are now kindergarten and eight. And I found myself with my children. They came home from school. We sat together. We had a snack. I decided we're not doing any screens today, me or them, when they come home from school. I'm putting my phone away and it's going to be completely gone until eight o'clock tonight. And so that means we're going to just be in each other's space. And I found myself as my kids were older, actually, what did I do? Go around and like pick up the house and put the dishes away and fold the laundry like while they played with their stuff, right? So totally. And then interacted with them in small little bits when they needed me. And then went back to my thing that I was doing. And that's because I'm just at a different moment now in parenthood where I don't have toddlers. I don't have babies. So if you are listening to this and you have a newborn or a toddler or a little one who needs your attention, like at all times, yeah, 
then put the laundry in the bedroom (laughs) and shut the door. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think if moms feel like most people aren't doing that, then they need to like have a little bit of a reframe because I'm telling you it's majority of us are doing that. But I think when one thing that you just touched on, that's going to be like my very first point is learning to prioritize. It's so Mm -hmm. hard. It's a, it's a Mm -hmm. skill we have to learn. So I'm going to teach that, but that is basically the key to most of this stuff. But like you said, before we are able to do these tips, before we can, we can do these tips and put these strategies into place all we want. But if we don't have the reframing, the mindset, kind of the understanding behind it, it's not going to last very long because we're just going to fall back into our own old habits. So I think you have such a wealth of knowledge with Modern Mommy Doc and all that kind of stuff. And people are really going to benefit because it's almost like you're putting the two things together, the strategies, but then you have the background, the knowledge to be able to make it a, a long-term behavioral change in your life, which is what yes. we all kind of want, right? So it's like the two pieces. So I'll give the tangible strategies that yeah. can help. So, okay. So the very first thing is prioritizing. And that's a word I feel like we kind of hear and we're like, oh, great. I'll just like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just do a couple of things that pop up, right? Or this is my priority right now. It's well, it's that's kind of what it is. So I talk about, we're going to have our top three priorities each day. And that's what we're focusing on. Our top three are really how you determine that, how I've learned to determine that over time is I start in the morning or whenever I kind of want to get this going in the day. And I say, what are those top three things that I would like to have done or I need to have done today by the time I put my head on my pillow so that when I go to bed tonight, I feel like I got some stuff done or I got like, yep. I've I got those things accomplished that are necessary today. And yes, it's going to be hard to just narrow down three, but I promise mm-hmm. you, if you kind of work through these strategies, you'll be able to get to more than three. And that's what I talk to moms about. I say, mm-hmm. you know, these are the top three that once you get them out of your mind, out of your checked off your list, you're going to have the energy and you can maybe find other pockets of time in your day to do things. But at the end of the day, we want those three done. So Mm -hmm. sometimes an example for me yesterday was a laundry day. I think I did five loads Mm -hmm. of laundry. Mm -hmm. They're not put away yet, but that was my, my goal was my laundry, getting that done. And then I wanted to have a tidy kitchen by the end of the night and we had to go get haircuts. Those were my top three. Mm -hmm. And I knew at the end of the night, if those things got done, I was able to kind of move forward the next day. Mm -hmm. And so that is really what it is. In the morning, you ask, you take five minutes to kind of do this, this little strategy, ask yourself, what do I want to have done by the end of the day? What's important today? You're going to write those things down. Now, these are the kinds of ways of actually getting you to follow through. You're going to determine I like to plan my my day kind of in blocks of time or chunks of time because I'm not really good at hourly <laughs> planning mm-hmm. with my kind of, you know, busy, crazy seasons of life here. But I like to be mindful and thinking about when would those things get done ideally in, in my day. So yeah. maybe my haircuts, I do have them scheduled. So we know what time that's going to mm-hmm. happen. And the laundry, you know, I want to get a start on it early. So I'm not rushing at the end of the night to finish yeah. it. So I, I find when I speak to moms, if we just have the few minutes at the beginning of the day to think ahead about when that would get done. That is half of the battle because then you're not playing catch up and determining on the fly and not putting out all the fires, right? We're actually being mindful. Now that's not to say that's going to change. And I'll talk about Mm -hmm. that in a second, but once you figure out what kind of time of day you want to do it, then you want to allot an amount of time to each of those tasks. And this is the reason, because if you say you're going to empty the dishwasher and you're doing it 
during nap time and your kids are napping and you're just like spent, you just, you know, you need a little Mm -hmm. bit of a break then, but you're like, no, this is my time. I'm doing the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Well, that dishwasher, you might stop and scroll. You might grab something to eat. Mm -hmm. You might go, you know, do something else. And then that dishwasher takes you 45 minutes when really it's a 10 minute job. But Mm -hmm. when you thought about it and you placed it in the afternoon, when your kids were napping, maybe that wasn't the best use of your time, according to your energy levels, which again, Mm -hmm. I'll speak about in a minute, but determining the amount of time really helps to keep that task efficient and get it done quicker than it is to just like, think of just plopping it in there because other times it could take a lot longer and waste more of your time. Right. So when you're thinking about priorities, you want to think about the timing of day and the amount of time that you want to get it done. You want to think about your top three. Those are kind of priorities wrapped up. Now you're going to have days where, okay, you have your top three, you're figuring out when it is. And then all of a sudden you get a call from your school. You got to pick your kid up. They're sick. It goes sideways, right? The thing about priorities is we're constantly changing them. We're constantly reframing what's going to work for us in that day. But if we're not intentional about it, if we don't have the plan of how to kind of tackle our priorities, our priorities are going to be chosen for us. And oftentimes it's those fires that we're putting out constantly throughout our day. So going into this, understanding that your priorities are going to shift and change throughout the day, that's totally fine. And that's our ability. That's our our power to be able to choose that for our families. And understanding that I feel like really helps moms to, to be able to go with the flow a little bit, because sometimes as some of us, our personalities might be a little more like, we want to follow this. We want to do exactly what this is. We learn to go with the flow when we have a plan in place on how to act on it. So that's why having this little way of getting your priorities straight is helpful, but to know that we are able to shift and shape changes we need to throughout the day. And how do people understand during the middle of the day that it's the moment to change priorities? Great question. So I find when I feel the overwhelm kick in when I feel Mm -hmm. the anxiety flare up and I'm like snappy, I'm triggered. And I realize I'm reacting to the things happening in front of me. I am not being proactive. I'm being reactive. I'm trying to put out the fires. I have to just stop and take a second, take a deep breath and think about, okay, what is actually important right now? Because maybe maybe it's time to to switch focus because oftentimes when those curveballs come at us, instead of being ready to adapt and change. We are sometimes accustomed to having that overwhelm reaction and that anxiety reaction, which is that the vicious cycle I kind of mentioned before the, the overwhelm procrastination loop, we get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and then we stop and then we scroll and we don't know what to do because Mm -hmm. we're like, kind of, you know, we're trying to deal with that anxiety and figure out what to do with it. So having this kind of these tips in place can kind of help you to not stay stuck and recognize it and have a few options of how to deal with it when it comes up. Yeah. And what she's talking about is basically your body sends you a signal. When you have a boundary crossed, your body sends you a signal. When you are overwhelmed, your body sends you a signal, right? When you need to change. So your body is actually like acts as a compass to tell you what direction you need to turn. If you're getting headaches, if you can feel that little like tightness in your chest, like I get, or the little like pounding or kind of like buzzing, like in your ears that sometimes you get when you're feeling a little bit anxious or overwhelmed. And 
it's okay to stop midstream to say, okay, we need to shift. You know, sometimes even in the morning, if, you know, my priority is to get my kids always a healthy breakfast, because I know that my kids act like complete jerks when they're at school. And even worse for me after school, if they haven't had a good breakfast, they don't eat a good lunch, which means that they're, you know, irritating to everybody. And then when we get home, we have big mouth ups. So I know breakfast is important, but sometimes I have it planned. Like, okay, we're going to have like, I'm going to make pancakes in the morning and I'm going to like cook up sausages and whatever, you know? And sometimes we're running a little late or the kids are dawdling or it's not working out. And I feel that anxiety, like we're not going to make it to school on time. And if you can stop for a second, like five seconds and tune in and say like, whoa, I'm feeling pretty anxious. That allows you like your nervous system. It literally allows your nervous system to go from fight or flight like there's a tiger chasing me in the jungle to I'm okay. I'm here. I'm calm. And then you can say, you know what? I think we're going to change directions and go for the like instant oatmeal that all I have to do is boil a pot of water and pour the water in and have them eat it real quick. Right. So that's what we're talking about is like, you're in the moment, you feel stressed and then you go, okay, wait, what do I need to do? Something's not working. Something's not right. Totally. And I'll say to jump on that from the teacher in me and understanding how we're teaching our kids constantly about emotional Mm -hmm. regulation, that modeling that you're doing in that moment is probably the most valuable Mm -hmm. teaching you can give your kids. If you have any little kids right now, you're probably dealing with emotional regulation issues, the meltdowns, the, you know, ups and downs Mm -hmm. of life, but showing them that we can stop in our moment, take a deep breath and go like change course, make a decision that's going to be best for everybody in that moment and showing them how to do that by taking the deep breath, saying it out loud. Okay. You know what? This isn't working. I'm going to take a deep breath and do this instead. That's such a valuable gift to give to your kids. And I just had to jump in on that because it's like, as a yeah, I'm dealing with that every day, but also like at home with my own kids who are the same age, I'm literally doing that every single day. And it's, it's so much awareness in myself. And then I'm like, Oh man, okay. Now I'm teaching them this so that they're more aware. And then also having that time in the morning, I mentioned about like thinking about your priorities. It's great to be able to think about how your body reacts. Like you said, physics, physiology, Mm. physically to those kinds of stresses, understanding that about yourself. So then as your day goes, it's like a trigger, like, Oh, I remember. Okay. Now I need to calm down, take a deep breath and deal with what's coming. Mama, it is here and available for download. It's the new Modern Mamas Club app. We are so ready to join you on your personal journey from conflicted to centered. We want to take you on an evidence-based path from feeling conflicted all the time, from feeling pulled in all kinds of directions, from feeling burnt out to feeling really purposeful and aligned. As you move through your working motherhood experience, no matter what is happening around you. So go check it out in the app store. I think also, you know, in the mornings, that's helped me because I know that's a moment where I'm always triggered. Like I I'm easily triggered is what I should say. And so as I'm planning in my evening, and I'm trying to be efficient. I know that even though it's a pain in the tush to like 
make the lunches ahead, get the water bottles filled, set the backpacks out. It always pays off a hundredfold because then I have like two things to do in the morning with them, get them dressed, get their food in them, as opposed to me having 80 billion things, you know, it only takes like two seconds, put carrots in a plastic bag, but somehow in the morning, that feels like a huge task. (laughs) It takes you two hours to get that done. Right. You know, so like if there are things that, you know, already stress you out at certain times of day, those are the things that even if it's uncomfortable or feels painful to do ahead of time, I think you'd probably agree with this, that that is the, like, do that ahead. Right. Cause that's going to pay off. That's so true. And actually the other kind of flip side to my business is teaching systems and routines. And it's literally what you just said is how I help moms figure out which routines to put in place for their life, because that will cut your stress down like so much just by having a place and time in your life to do that. So it's not during the crazy time. Right. So that's such valuable info for sure. One of the other things that kind of goes along with prioritizing that I hear mom say a lot to me is, okay, but how do you get the energy to do it? Like how, how are we getting through this day when we barely sleep at night and we're, you know, so like, we're all consumed with our kids in our life. And it's a, Mm -hmm. and when your body is going through flip it floppy between work and taking care of your kids and cooking dinner and all those hats we wear, like it's exhausting. And Mm -hmm. so it's nice to say, we're going to put the laundry away and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But like, how do we have the energy to do it? And so that's why I always couple creating energy with these priorities. Mm-hmm. And energy in itself is kind of a huge topic. But one thing I will say is I've learned to, I've learned that moving your body creates the energy that you need to have the patience with your kids and kind of follow through with some of these things. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to look like I'm going to the gym for an hour every day and I'm doing this massive class and I'm doing all these things like that sometimes in our seasons of life is just not necessarily the Mm -hmm. reality, but there's lots of opportunities in our day to move our body to create the energy we need. And I often say to just include your kids because then you're, Mm -hmm. you're doing like a double duty because they often have more energy than we have Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're looking for ways to help them with that. And so, you know, throwing on the YouTube video and doing the, the little workout after supper or like, you know, the dance, dance revolution, whatever Mm -hmm. that is on YouTube. Yes. Just dance. I'm so into just dance. I love it. (laughs) And like, you know, going out to play maybe after supper so that they can have some Mm -hmm. like downtime and we can get the fresh air and light and moving our body, mm-hmm. those little parts in our day add up and that helps to create the energy. So I would say making it a priority to find opportunities to create energy in your day while you're just doing your day is going to be super helpful. But mm-hmm. one other thing that's really, that I've learned a lot about that I didn't know too much about before is learning about your energy peak times. And I don't know if you've recognized this in your life, but oftentimes once you kind of understand this, you're like, oh, I can totally pick it out. So there's certain times in our days where we have naturally more energy. It's not going to be like you can go run a marathon, but it's the time that you might notice yourself speed tidying your kitchen, or Mm -hmm. you might be willing to tackle the, one of those priorities. We often in our lives have certain times of day that are a little more productive. And I suggest for moms to just take a look at their day over a few days and see where those little pockets might be. I'll give you an example for me. After I get up, I get the kids breakfast. I have a little bit of a cup of tea or whatever. I feel a little natural surge of like, okay, I want to 
throw the dishes in the dishwasher and I want to, Mm. you know, just tidy up the toys or whatever. Like I just find myself doing that. So that's a natural energy peak time for me. Afternoon around between three and four o'clock, it seems like the lull of the afternoon has gone by and it's before supper. I get a little bit of a burst of energy. So there's that time. And then for some reason for me in the evening, after my kids go to bed, I have a little bit more. So when I'm thinking about deciding when I want to plug those priorities into my day, I'm considering my natural energy peak times because it's like I mentioned before, that time that you're going to put for that task, the amount of time it's going to take, you're going to get it done so much quicker during a natural energy peak time than an energy low time would be. So for example, my energy low time is during nap time for my kids in the afternoon. I like do not want to do anything. So I'm either going to have a really low demand task that I want to do, or I'm going to just like give myself the permission to rest because I know that when that natural energy peak time comes, I'm going to be rested and I'm going to be more productive during that next time. So being able to use that to your advantage is going to be a huge way to help with those priorities. And that's why I say oftentimes you can get to more than three if we're being strategic about where we're placing them in our day. Yeah. And oh my goodness, please give yourself permission to have this be the times that work for you. So there's all this rhetoric going around about like, and I'm really careful about the way I say this because I I do think it's important from a culture standpoint, but like, you know, okay, from nine to five, you should do your work. And then after that, you should be off the clock and it should be fully family time or on the weekends should be like no work at all, fully family time. And I know actually that for me, my most productive moments are like from the hours of eight to 10. (laughs) I get a lot done once my kids go to bed and I can do a lot quickly. And so I would rather have my time that I'm spending with my kids if I'm not in the office. I would rather have that be from like three to five when I have lower energy and like they energize me that I turn off all my work stuff and I'm with them. And then that I would do work at a later period of time. And it doesn't feel like I'm being workaholic-y because I'm able to like divide it out in terms of when it works for me. So I love the idea of workplaces, of corporations, not putting extra expectations on parents to like show up at a meeting at six o'clock in the morning or show up somewhere at like seven o'clock in the evening. But I think for you personally, in terms of like when it works best for you to answer your emails or when it works best for you to do some creative project, it's really about the time that works for you. It's not about like what are the hours of traditional society and I put a little thing on my email a lot of times that says, like, if I'm starting to send emails that are outside of normal hours, like, hey, I work at random hours of the day. Please don't feel obligated to respond back to me. Or I'll work and then I'll schedule send things for like seven o'clock in the next yeah. morning so that I don't look, you know, like, like I don't want to be obtrusive into other people's lives, but I'm doing the work when it actually fits for me. So I just want to give you guys permission that that might be you too. And that that's not a problem as long as you do have segments of time that you're resting. Right. And I think that that's kind of been one of the gifts of the pandemic, that it's a little more like society's like, you know, a little more understanding of 
being able to be free with your own time and your own, what your own schedule, like they trust people are being trusted now to make those adjustments for their life. And honestly, you probably can attest to this too. When you do have say an hour of work time that you want to get in, but it's during a higher energy time for you, you're probably more efficient than the three hours you would have been during that low energy time. (laughs) Yes. Having trust in yourself, having trust in your body and your, also your ability to understand and be able to go with the flow of those things is so helpful. And I think, I know, obviously the pandemic has given us not a lot of great things, but there are some benefits I found that at least I've been more aware of over time after that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. How about tasks that you're like, I hate doing this. Obviously we want to try to get it during like a high energy time. What about pairing tasks that we hate with like an enjoyable experience or like, how do we get through all those really bad things that we want to procrastinate on? Do you have any tips on that? Yeah. Oh, I so have tips on that. Okay. Because this is literally why I created the get shit done checklist. So it's, you can grab it in the link in my bio on Instagram at the get shit done mom, but it's a free checklist that basically outlines everything I'm saying, but helps you to do it in a more enjoyable way because we all have those tasks that we hate, whether mm-hmm. it's laundry for you or it's, you know, dishes or whatever it is. And oftentimes mm-hmm. are the ones we have to do every single day, or we feel like we do anyway. Mm-hmm. Understanding that it's life. I always say to my kids, yeah, I know you don't like cleaning your room, but we have to do these things. It's just how life goes. But mm-hmm. still there are ways to make it a little bit more enjoyable. So I always say, find that thing that you like. So whether it's music, whether it's a show, whether it's a podcast, I'm huge on podcasts. It's mm-hmm. like murder podcasts are my jam. Like, I don't know any time mm-hmm. of day, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in a murder podcast. Biggest tip, you want to get some Bluetooth earphones so you, you can do all kinds of other things at the same time. Yeah. But find that thing that helps to distract you or is a little enjoyable, even like an audiobook, oftentimes that you only get to do during the times when you have mm-hmm. those tasks that you don't like can be helpful. And also having an amount of time. So if you say you put on that an oven timer for 10 minutes and you have to do this task for 10 minutes, you can make it through 10 minutes. We can do it. When you have that thing that's a little more enjoyable, having an amount of time so you know it's not going to drag on all day, but then after that task is done, having something to look forward to. So sometimes I just want permission to scroll on Instagram and watch Mm -hmm. the stories. Totally. But I'm going to do that as soon as I do that thing that I don't like. Because that's yeah. just my way of getting it done quicker. And you know what? We're us moms, we are, like you said, we're super moms in a lot of ways. We're flip-flopping hats all day, but I'm also a mind ninja. And for whatever reason, I need to just trick my mind with some distraction sometimes and a little bit of a reward to help motivate myself to do it. And that's that intrinsic motivation that we all kind of look for. But sometimes just having it spelled out, it allows you to feel like you have the permission to just do that sort of thing. And we do. That's what we're we're just learning to juggle and go with the flow of life. But these things help to make it a little bit more enjoyable. And the procrastination piece will be less of an issue if we have a plan in place to to do it. So mm-hmm. that's why with the get shit done checklist, it's really helpful to just see it on paper and be done. And it's almost the method of how to teach you to get these priorities done. And then you can kind of just take it on your own and go ahead. But it, sometimes having the tangible tangible productivity strategies and tips on this is what I got to do next. This is the next action step I have to take. Because if you have to think too much, you're going to think your way out of it. So having that that checklist in front of you is helpful too. Totally. Yeah. Today we're going on vacation on Saturday. And so I have a bunch of things that need to get done. 
But there's some of them are things that I actually need to get done and I enjoy like this, like taping a mm-hmm. podcast. And some are things that I really don't want to do, but that if I do them, then I know I'm going to be happier later on, right? They're on my priority list, but they're yeah. things that I hate. But what I'm going to do is do them first before I do the other super enjoyable thing, which is going to anthropology and picking out like a super fun dress, you know, for, <laughs> for like a night out because I know I'm going to do that. I know I'm eventually going to get to that. (laughs) And I know that when I'm doing the really enjoyable thing, if I still have that other really like more negative thing in the back of my mind of, I have to do that. I have to do that. I have to do that. I will actually not be able to enjoy with freedom that thing that I really want to do as much. Now, one caveat to this. What Brianna is telling you though, is that you can only put like three things on your priority list because it's really easy as moms to be like, I'm just going to push off the really great thing that I want to do because I have like 80 billion things on my to-do list. And so later on, I'll go take care of myself. Later on, I'll go take a break. Later on, I'll do whatever. And so that's why we're talking about scheduling and about giving yourself discrete amounts of time and about really limiting it to three. And if you get more done than that, amazing, but trying to not overschedule yourself or overfunction as a mom. Totally. And that's why I always say to moms, like to, to ditch the to-do list because we're mm-hmm. so, so this is the overwhelmed procrastination, like vicious cycle. You come down in the morning, you're drinking your cup of coffee. You get that little spike of like productivity because you got that caffeine and you're looking mm-hmm. around you're like, oh my gosh, look, the dishes have to be done. This has to be done. I have to go here. I have to do all these things. So, you, so you're like, oh my gosh, the overwhelm starts to creep in. You start feeling that, you know, those, it, those feelings you were talking about before your tightness, you're feeling stressed. So what do we want to do? We want to immediately get rid of that stress. So what a lot of us moms do is we make a list. We brain dump a whole to-do list. These are the things Mm -hmm. that we need to do. So then immediately we feel a little bit of that decrease of anxiety. So, okay, that felt, that felt good. So then you get started. You have that little bit of productivity. You start to tackle that to-do list and you realize very soon that there's no way you're getting all of the stuff done on that list. Mm -hmm. And then you start to procrastinate. So you start to like not do the things you feel like you should. Mm-hmm. And then again, the overwhelm creeps in and then you want to look for a way to decrease that anxiety. So it's like the vicious cycle. I always say the overwhelm procrastination loop. So if you have a priority, a top priority, top three priority list, then you can always add to it, but mm-hmm. you know you're definitely going to get that done. So you're not going to have this, this vicious cycle of the overwhelm, the procrastination, the anxiety, the overwhelm procrastination over and over again, mm-hmm. because it's, it's so, it's a recipe for failure. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's a recipe for being overstretched, for not resting, for not taking our needs into consideration. And that's the place I was in before I started to do this and really felt like something had to change. And I knew that's kind of where it had to start. So I think that having a method just to, to back up, make things a little more simple, understand that our expectations can ebb and flow with our seasons of life mm-hmm. is huge really a, a gift, but also to now I have a plan. I know how I'm going to do this. And then once you have a plan, oftentimes our anxiety kind of lessens and with that. Yeah. Okay. Before we close, I want to talk a little bit about multitasking. Can you talk with us about multitasking? And like, I know scientifically, I'll start this way. Our brains actually are horrible at multitasking as moms. Again, badge of honor that we're like show to the world. We're so great at multitasking. Moms can wear all the hats at the same time. Guess what? No, we're not great at multitasking. Moms are great at task switching 
at doing one task, then switching to another task and switching to another task and switching to another task. But we know that when you multitask, you're not as efficient as you would be if you were just focused on one activity, right? Totally. And I think there's also, there's a couple of things that play there. One is decision fatigue. So every time mm. you're flip-flopping your brain to doing something different, you're just depleting your energy even quicker. So mm. that's one of those things when you're considering your energy levels, it's like, to un- if you have a block of time that you're doing each of those things, you're going to get way more done. And you're going to mm. be able to like give your attention. So an example, if you're trying to cook dinner, but it's also maybe your time with your kids that they want to play with you. If you're trying to do both of those things, you're not only going to be triggered, but you're going to, that cooking dinner is going to take you twice as long. So not that maybe wasn't the greatest example, because maybe you have to do both of those things, but (laughs) understanding that like you can choose to do certain things, give your full attention, it'll be faster and then switch over and being able to give your full attention, maybe to your kids to play instead of trying to do those two things together. And it it annoys us. We get annoyed and then we get more triggered. And then our kid asks us for a snack and we like lose our mind on them. (laughs) And you're like, okay, maybe that was an overreaction. Right. Exactly. Like, like, you're like, how dare you? I was making you dinner. How dare you come into my bubble and like annoy me? Yeah. I mean, two things on that, right? Okay. Number one, you don't have to make fancy dinners. Like if that's something that you're excited about and you love, and that gives you so much joy, please do it. But if you're a working mom, you already have a full-time job. Like, please just get the like really basic dinner, right. And feed it to your kids in the middle of the week. Second, there's a huge affordable way to do it less. Like there's so many ways out there to help with that now. Exactly. Like you can batch cook, you can do hello fresh. You can do like all the things, you know, get really cheap takeout every once in a while. The other thing is men do that amazingly. They will let the house go to pot while they are playing with their kids. Okay. And I know that's annoying for us as women, because we come home and we're like, what the H E double hockey sticks, what has happened here? But they are spending more quality time with their kids. It's so less stressed than we are. (laughs) <laughs> and we have to take a, a page out of their book, right? For a lot yeah. of things like we're it's, it's and vice versa, but understanding that the decision fatigue is something that's mm-hmm. huge. It takes a lot of energy, but there's going to be times where we're multitasking or we're switching between mm-hmm. things quickly, but I would really look at making sure that you're doing a higher, something that's cognitively a higher demand task with mm-hmm. a lower demand task. So yes, I might be listening to a podcast while I'm folding laundry, but both of those things are not something that's going to require a ton of my brain power, right? right? Or you're going to mop your floor while you're maybe listening to some voicemails or something, right. right? Two things that you can actually do that are not going to completely physically drain you when you're all done. I know yeah. that at one point during the pandemic, my husband and I were both teaching from home and we were teaching our two oldest kids as they were learning virtually and trying to keep our two little kids alive. It was like, I always said, if TLC could put some cameras in here, this would be a really good reality <laughs> show. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm sitting in front of my computer teaching my kids and my my other kids that I, like my real kids are behind me trying to mm-hmm. learn and I'm with them trying to get the, and I was like, these are two tasks that should never be put together. Like I cannot right. physically do this. And it lasted for about 10 minutes before I realized it, but it, it came in a physical toll of my body. So like you said before, learning those signs and really symptoms for yourself, those triggers are going to be so helpful mm-hmm. in just being able to understand and make choices based on that. And tuning into your body is just such a huge gift and benefit for us to be able to do that. 
Yeah, totally. And I would say coming back to where we started, you know, we talked about that self-regulation and how that modeling, when we give ourselves permission to listen, to slow down, to make a different decision, to respond versus react, that's so powerful for our kids to see. I also think that it takes the pressure off of our kids. So we are a lot of times when we're stressed telling our kids, you need to wait a minute. You need to calm down. You need to stop being so whiny. You need to stop doing X. You need to stop doing Y. I've really tried to lean into the idea of verbalizing to my kids. I need two minutes. I need to take deep breaths. I need some space right now. Hold on. I think that if I can take five deep breaths, I'll actually be able to provide you with an answer that's more likely to be what you want to hear. You know, I see my kids responding to that so much better because I'm not putting the onus on them to make a change in their bodies, but they are because they're watching me do it and they're following suit, right? We're co-regulating. Right. I regulate myself, they're regulating. And especially with a high needs kiddo in my house, mm-hmm. that is so powerful and it makes it so it's less stressful for her, but also for, for all kids. I'm sure you can attest that oh too. Oh my as gosh. A that could be a whole other podcast in itself. Yes. <laughs> One of the, the things we really talk a lot about in our house is the zones of regulation more for mm-hmm. our kids to be able to identify. So if I'm in a certain zone, I'm like, okay, I'm in the red zone. Like, give me a minute. Like they know what that means. And then I'm also, when you're like, you're saying you're, you're saying I need you to do this and I need to do this. They then have tangible, actual steps to be able to do, because if we mm-hmm. don't give them those for us to say abstractly, you need to calm down. Well, how in the heck do they right. calm down? Like they don't know. Right. And that is 90% of my job as a, a teacher of students with special needs is teaching emotional and social regulation for kids. And it's just one of those things that we almost expect our kids to know and they don't, Mm -hmm. and we have to teach them, but we do it. The biggest way we can do it is by modeling for them. And even having the thoughts that we have in our inside of our inside of our head, kind of like out there really, really helps because then they're seeing that and they can hear that dialogue. And then it becomes normal in your house to have those conversations. Like that's huge too, just to be able to voice those feelings and validate and then be able to say like, I'm feeling like this, or this is what I need. That's so huge. Yeah. Brianne, thank you so much for being here. Will you please tell people where they can find you, find out more about you and get all your amazing resources? Yes. Thanks so much. It was so lovely to be on the podcast today. So you can find me at the get shit done mom on Instagram. You can check all the links out in my bio there. And I have a free get shit done challenge starting pretty soon and lots of free resources there available and the get shit done podcast you can find everywhere as well. And I big on just giving tangible productivity tips and tricks for moms who are busy to be able to take and implement right away. So I'd love for you to come visit. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Hey mama, if you want more of the modern mommy doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag modern mommy doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.